0: Welcome back to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, the former number one Game of Thrones podcast in the realm, now bringing you the best TV shows and movies weekly, and an easily digestible podcast packed with laughs by me, Ross Bolin, and my dear friend, Mr. Barrett
1: Dudley. Barrett, talk to the people. Ooh, hee hee hee, Billy. Wow. It's a double-double toil and trouble, and I sit here stirring my brew.
0: What? What? What is happening? <laughs>
1: That's uh I'm a witch boy now. I'm you're, a certified witch boy.
0: That was a hocus pocus impression. Yeah, but I'm I'm am
1: I'm a witch boy. Now I if you're if you're not following us on Twitter at Clams and Cockles, at Barrett Dudley, at WR Bolin, then you may have missed today when I made a oh, yeah. a snide remark about the poster and look of this new Netflix series coming out called The Witcher. Indeed. Which I've never heard of. Literally right. has not crossed my radar. And I'm on the web all day long. It it oddly has been thrown at me many times the last couple of days. And the the Witcher Hive came out with a force that I've only seen before from the likes of Beyonce and Taylor Swift it was fans. Is that bad? It was swift. It was swift and it was uh, a lot. Punishing, huh? Punishing. Yes. Yes. So, so the, the 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 people out there are, oh my God, do they love themselves some Witcher. It is apparently one of the... Witcher 3 is... by by many accounts uh, one of the apparently, greatest video games of all time
0: yeah apparently one of the best kung fu panda
1: uh, is a top 3 movie of all time yes <laughs> and witcher 3 is a top 5 video game it's a top 5 of movie of, is a top 5 video game now, of all time I, I
0: know this because you dragged me into this i did yes uh, as our the, resident i you game i don't game selflessly on twitter <laughs> you, you dragged me into this so I, so now i'm involved and in, and i see people saying that the witcher 3 is the iteration the of witcher the witcher 3 is the
1: one that's most respected that's the most respected
0: I know nothing uh, about this video game. It's one of those weird, obscure ones that has a crazy cult following. They're they're dedicated. They're dedicated. Apparently, big enough that they can turn it into a TV show. I didn't realize The Witcher rolled that deep. Uh, Also, it's strange that they're so defensive about your your critiquing of the, I guess, uh, marketing and potential for the show. Yeah. Based on the fact that everything that's ever been turned from video game into movie ever.
1: Is awful. That that is Or TV show. That would awful. Have, that would be my next point. When I when I when I said that it its appearance gave off like vibes of being like an SNL parody of Game of Thrones. Okay. That's because the poster is the main character with his back turned to you, so yeah. I didn't even know like the dude, put Henry Cavill's face on your poster. How about that for a start? Henry Cavill is the is the star? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I and read so a whole column his, about it his today. His back is turned, and he's got long blonde hair, so he looks like Legolas, right? And he's got like you know, like a le- the whole leather medieval style suit on with a sword on his back. So it's very like game. It's you know, it's medieval. It's it's Thrones-y. fantasy. It's Game of Thrones, Ian. Sure. Uh, and so I just said, yeah, the and rings-y. the name is The Witcher. And I'm sorry, people, but it, it, for the uninitiated, like that sounds kind of stupid. Yeah, it sounds like a video game. I didn't even know it was even a video game sounds, at this point, so I just said it that it looked like an SNL parody, and the uh, you know the, the rebuttals were were forceful. They were so, they were punishing. Here, um, here's
0: the thing about The Witcher, though: Barrett people are like one of the headlines I saw when I googled it because I was like, "What has Barrett gotten me into?" Uh, when I googled it, one of the headlines was basically saying Netflix might have the next Game of Thrones. Yes, right in The Witcher. Yeah, which is hard to take seriously. Uh, just based on the history of video
1: games converted into... Th- that's the big thing. Nobody's the big ever screen. really converted a video game into a... Not super successfully. No. 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 Uh, now, I'm not sure that they've tried with one that is... This is like... Uh, people are saying that it's like very much story... It, it's a, a role-playing game, so there's a lot mm. of story involved. Okay. And people like the story a lot. Got it. That's... so Wow. Great so, stuff. Can't and, wait. E- even, our, even our girl Kayla... I love uh, Henry Cavill. Was well, she's she knows about it because it's Henry Cavill in leather pants. That's she's, why she knows so she's all in. Shouts to Kayla. And so you know, I'm I'm look And the country. I, of Italy. I never meant to say that I wasn't going to give The Witcher a, a shot. If it's tight, it's tight, and and we'll definitely talk about it. Witch me, Daddy. Uh, <laughs> so for the you know until for the time being, like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm Team Witch. I'm a, I'm a witch boy. Oh. So shouts to all the other witch boys and and witch girls out there. If you ever. Do that witch noise
0: impression again. <laughs> we will have a problem. I'll have to drive a stake through your heart or whatever you do to a to a witch boy. <laughs>
1: you can't you can't How do you kill, kill a, a witch boy. boy?
0: <laughs> witch boy's never done it. <laughs> You're a witch boy.
1: Oh okay I can't
0: <laughs> I can't fucking we gotta stop. Yeah, okay, but stop, so yeah.
1: That so that, that was my that was my uh, <laughs> that was the witcher thing that happened today right and so I've i don't been... think we're
0: gonna get a sponsorship from the <laughs> video game company that makes the witcher now or the or netflix anymore which that's not fair because we plug like 400 netflix shows a year yeah
1: and we're gonna talk about another one uh we most
0: certainly are holy shit that intro brought to you by the witcher unofficially <laughs> with no money attached in any way shape or form speaking of which this episode of oysters clams and cockles is brought to you by lisa if you're looking for a new mattress this summer, meet Lisa and start getting your best rest ever. Get better rest on Lisa's award-winning mattresses. Their all-foam Lisa mattress is made with premium, exclusive foam for comfort and support. The Lisa hybrid mattress, the one I have, the one Barrett has as well, features premium foam and individually wrapped springs for, enhanced, uh, for an enhanced sleep experience. And if you're worried like, oh, I don't know about ordering a mattress online, Lisa's got your back. All right, They, they have a 100-night in-home trial If you've ever felt uncomfortable uh, Having to make a commitment To a mattress This is the, uh, the answer to your problems there If you don't love your Lisa You can just send it back for a full refund Full refund Their mattresses are made in the USA, and ordering your Lisa is easy and stress-free. If this is something you've been putting off because you thought getting a new mattress had to be a pain in the ass, stop living that lie and get your Lisa today. Order online, and your new mattress will be delivered to your front door in a box. You just unbox it, you unwrap it, and then you watch it come to life. It's an incredible experience, almost like the birth of your firstborn child. Your purchase today helps a child, speaking of children, dream for tomorrow, tonight. Lisa donates one mattress for every ten sold. Shop Lisa's 4th of July mattress sale now. Get 15% off mattresses, Clam Fam, plus two free down alternative, alternative pillows Excuse me, while supplies last. Uh, that sale will not last long. Go to lisa.com slash dragon. Use the promo code dragon. Save today's snooze tonight. Visit com slash dragon now to shop their sleep products and start getting your best rest. Barrett. Yes. Let's talk a little Patreon action before Ooh, we get into the best worst movies yeah, ever made. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Shall we? What I'm else?
1: stoked about this. I hope everybody else is stoked about, about this. July, about July, a new j- month?
0: Yeah, about a new month. Every new month feels like another opportunity.
1: It, well, that's because it is. For? To do something new, to do something bigger, to do something better. Yes. It's, th- this will be the first month of Patreon kind of completely dedicated to a show. Yes. I'm excited about that. In the fashion of like of kind of our 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 thronesian breakdowns, Indeed. because entire episodes will focus on on what's going on. Yes. So, and specifics and uh, details. It, it starts next week, as you know. Stranger Things season three comes out on Thursday, July fourth, and we will be talking about the first three episodes. Three on our very first Patreon podcast. Yes, sir. And then we'll talk about the next three, and then we'll talk about the final two. Boom. And then our fourth episode of the month will be all hotline calls about Stranger Things. So you get four episodes, potentially, Now that's yeah on Patreon. That's if you stay in the Mollusk
0: Militia. Indeed. If you're in the Mollusk Militia already, if you've already joined Patreon and you supported us throughout Game of Thrones and into this new era of OCC, we want
1: you to stay there, and we're going to incentivize you to do so. Here's what else you get if you stay in the Mollusk Militia. Every piece of content that we put out over the course of the month. Oh, my God. So you get all four podcasts. Oh, yeah. You'll get all four columns that we write. Thank you. And then you'll get other kind of like little little bonuses, little cherries on top. Like uh, you get to vote for the next movie club, oh, perhaps. A snack. Maybe a little exclusive hotline number. Only for Mollusk Militia. What a treat. Only for members of the Mollusk Militia. Actually, I'm trying to, I have that. You got a hotline call that you've been dying to get on? Well, now you are going to have a way better chance because you're going to have your, your hotline own hotline. You're going to have your
0: own hotline. Just for you. I have the thing, uh, the, the hotline program pulled up and I'm uh, actively attempting to figure out how to add that number for you guys in the Mollusk Militia
1: Literally. Yeah, unfortunately, we that website was designed in like 1988. I don't know so. what happened there, but yeah. they really did They really did make it tough. But guess what? We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. We are. We're smart right lads. Quick, right quick. Both me brothers were soldiers. Both me brothers were soldiers. Yeah.
0: What else is in July? Oh, that's it. If you stay in the militia, you you, you'll get everything we put up. Everything. S- the four new episodes of OCC, the first three of which are gonna break down all of Stranger Things, the fourth of which is gonna be driven entirely by hotline calls from you. The Clam Fam, the mosque Militia, and then uh, if you join the uh, five dollar tier,
1: new tier, new, new tiers, five horns. That's, that's all the sound effects. Look, we man, have. we know that beep, 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 beep. you got a lot of stuff to subscribe to, and that ten dollars is it's not just a drop in the bucket. So it's not. You're a dedicated. You're a dedicated, dedicated fan. loyal fan, and we appreciate you. If I'm going, but, with but we want more people to be able to join in. So now there is a five dollar tier as well. And you will get a lot of the same content, you just won't get all all of it. Which is okay. Yes. It's okay. Because maybe you don't even have time for all of it. Maybe you're like, I want a little bit more OCC, but
0: not all of the OCC. Right, right. Maybe maybe you're not there yet. Maybe I'm not. I'm I'm just not quite there yet. Yes.
1: And that's okay. You'll pay five bucks and you'll get three podcast episodes. You'll get three podcasts. You won't get the hotline calls. You won't get the hotline calls.
0: And you'll only get two of the columns. That's correct. Which is half. That's half. But that's okay. Because you're paying half as much Exactly We're also going to add a tip jar For everybody who's like I just want to give you money Shut up And it's going to start at two dollars
1: Yeah Which And that's fantastic. just That's Look Maybe you don't want any bonus content But you really like what we're doing And you would like to tell us In the form of The cash monies Yes That y- we should keep doing what we're doing We will take that money Absolutely We will use it to grow the show uh, Absolutely We will do more
0: And we will keep doing what we're doing
1: and you get, to, you get to put yourself right in the middle of the Oysters, clams, and Cockles lifestyle by changing cash monies mm. from hand to hand. Ah, yeah. And this show has always been, first and foremost, about Game of Thrones. <laughs> and second, about the cash monies. When we sat down <laughs> together
0: back in 2015 or 14... 15, we, we said, what do we want this show to be about? We said Game of Thrones and Cash Monies. Yes,
1: yeah. And now we're in a, di- a different phase. Honestly. And now we're in a different phase. Yeah. But it's all all the other shows now, but also still the Cash Monies. Guess what all three tiers get, Ross? What? Thanks and praise. I was going to say love and respect. Love and respect. Okay. And I'm going to send good vibes to wow, ev- good. every single person in every single tier. Wow, holy... <laughs> yeah. My God, yes. you're, you're generous. Yeah. Has anyone ever told you that, how generous you are before? <laughs> how cool is that? So check out
0: patreon.com slash oystersclamscockles by the time this this uh, very podcast you're listening to is available. It's a
1: whole new world. Out all there. those tears will On be On Patreon.com slash oystersclamscockles. Get excited. It's July. We're in the midst of summer. It's hot. Stay indoors and listen to me and Barrett. By the way, if you are in the Mollusk Militia and we, oh, again, we very much encourage you to stay in the Mollusk militia and keep getting your ten dollars worth stay and getting all of the content and the exclusive bonus cherries on top that Don't we want us. to give to you snack time but if if you want to change, you can do that and you will if you've you, you've already if you're in the mollusk militia now you've already paid for July, yeah, which means that you're Mollusk militia for July oh yeah, and then you can change if you want for August, yes. And this will we will we will let you know what each tier is getting before the, the the payment date, which is the first of the month. Indeed. Happens. Indeed. So as as is the nature of our show, because we're covering so many different things and we're doing movies and we're doing TV and we're writing and all the stuff. It, it's going to break down about like this each month. Right. That's what I that's that's what I can that's tell you idea. as far as like the structure of it. You're gonna get that, about the exact same amount of yeah, content. Militia Depending is gonna on the going you join. All the content. Yeah. Five dollar tier is gonna get about half the content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So And just, then the tip jar you just get joy and love and respect. Joy and love
1: and respect. And all the other and, and the good vibes. Good things. mazel. Yes. Yeah. Moving on.
0: Patreon.com slash oysters clams cockles.
1: Moving on. To the
0: best worst movies. Ever made Yes uh, Barrett, you actually wrote your, your top, You wrote about your top Guilty pleasure My TV guilty shows guilty pleasure TV shows yes. On Patreon.com Slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles For the Mollusk Militia uh, At the end of June And in a similar vein Today We are going to discuss Some of the best worst movies ever made Would you
1: consider that a similar vein? I uh, will, yes, absolutely Okay, good Because yep. I would I would as well I find Yeah, I mean They, they, they share the, the You know This theme That we enjoy them Even though Maybe they're not like of the highest caliber and quality. Indeed, indeed. Now,
0: I will like I would like to make one distinction with you here today. Yeah, there are movies that are incredibly well made, but horribly written and very silly action movies. Mostly, yeah. Uh, some of the Fast and the Furious franchise falls into this bucket. Mm-hmm. A couple of those movies are actually very well made. They're mm-hmm. just a yeah. little silly because they're Fast and the Furious movies. Right. Uh, and then there's stuff that's just truly, truly terrible <laughs> through and through. Like what I would argue is my favorite best worst movie ever, Over the Top. Okay. Starring Sylvester Stallone. I believe it came out in 1987. That's just a bad film all the way around.
1: From writing to acting to directing to everything about it. So I know you've done an entire RBP episode about Over the Top. Uh, yeah, I've spoken about it, it for many hours. Yeah, of it, it's also... I did my... I did my top five, and then I have a couple of honorable mentions here. Okay. And Over the Top is actually my, is on, is number five it's on my list. It's an experience that you and I shared together. It is. It yeah. is really, really just a bad movie that is enjoyable, uh, essentially because it's so bad. Yeah. It, it. But
0: there's like unintentional comedy all over the right,
1: place. Right, right, exactly. It's
0: absurd. Yeah. Like truly and utterly absurd. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I have my hat on backwards right now. Just so you know. You just
0: flipped the switch. That I flipped the switch. It's like a switch. It's like a switch. What the What the shit? I watched it again recently. Anyway, find (laughs) that episode of the Ross Boland podcast if you're looking to listen to me talk about over the top for two freaking hours. But my point is, I guess those are both... Bad good movies They're just different kinds Of bad good movies There are ones that are just Bad all the way And then there's like Shit that was like Almost purposefully made To be a little bit silly Right But really is like Super 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 enjoyable Uh a movie that almost fell into that category, it did. It didn't quite make it. Is the most recent Adam Sandler film? It okay. In about an hour and a half, in I was or an hour in, I was like, okay, we've got, we we might be in bad good territory here. Mm-hmm. The ending uh, planted it firmly into bad territory. <laughs> it was still enjoyable. I, we've already talked about that movie enough, but but it was still enjoyable. It didn't make it quite into that category for me. But many movies have over the years. Uh, I especially and particularly find. A lot of movies I enjoyed back during my childhood
1: in the 90s qualify as very bad, good movies. So do you have, do you have a list? Yeah. Okay. How many did you put? I have like six. Okay. Or seven. How, maybe. how do you want to start this thing? What's your, what's, your, what's your favorite one ever? Mine's over the top. Okay. Yeah. My favorite one as ever is actually one that I mentioned in the column that I wrote on Patreon. It's okay. the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Okay that is i figured as much yeah it's it is uh, and i have got all of the rotten tomato percentages by uh here noted as well oh good 38% on rotten tomatoes it's not great not great not um great. certainly not the worst ever no it, no, no no but no. but this movie is one that is incredibly enjoyable to me for a lot of different reasons one is that it's just a lot of fun it's great to look at the special effects are good the cars are cool the races are badass, like, and the and, and and all of those things that are actually like good pieces of the movie. Yeah. But then the characters and the acting, yes. are it's, laughably bad. It's next level, and it t- just. I there's not another movie where I love the poor acting as much as I love the poor acting in this movie. So uh, let me ask you something: How do you think that happens? Is that a casting director issue or is it a budgeting issue? Like how
0: how when you have a movie like this where almost every character you're like this is all this is bad this is awful.
1: I I believe I'm going to pin it mostly on writing. That's fair. And then it's not great acting it would either. blow your motherfucking
0: mind how many people are employed as writers in Hollywood <laughs>
1: that are terrible at writing and coming up with ideas I, I mean like let's just look at the premise here like the the story is that this like guy from california by way of texas who for some reason ha- is like talking with this like horrible, this accent. horrible accent even it's, though i think it might actually be his real accent if it is, it's it's horrible, and we know people with horrible yeah. accents in Texas. It's, it's so I guess that could to, be realistic. He gets in trouble in high school, and has to move to Tokyo. Of course, to live with his like dad, who's who's in the military. Yeah, and then he starts getting in trouble, even though like even in Tokyo, right? He like walks into a parking gra- <laughs> he like walks into a parking garage. The guy can't help himself And some guy He's He's just He's a magnet For whatever street racing Is involved In any town That that he's in No matter the town Yeah He
0: finds himself Walking into a street racing scenario (laughs) It's like uh, It's like how people Wake up on Ambien And they've wandered Into their kitchen And they're eating a full meal At their table (laughs) He wakes
1: up and he's in a drift. And so we get this poorly written content where like the, the main conflict is that he's this white gringo American. Yeah. And the local Asians don't like him because <laughs> he's this cocky. Asians don't call white people gringos. Uh, <laughs> you're right. But oh, he, But God. That's, that's our central conflict. Yes,
0: it is. And he's an out-of-place white an out guy of place in white Japan. He's out-of-place white guy in Japan. And he's like, hey, y'all, I want to be in the street races.
1: Right. And there's no nuance there's no. no subtlety. There's there's nothing. What's our favorite part, A- though? And then to make things worse, they throw in his best friend, his, like, his guide around the city, who is Lil Bow Wow.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Lil
0: Bow Wow. Not only one of the worst things that ever happened to hip hop, <laughs> one of the worst actors. And somehow he caught a foothold in this franchise.
1: Here. Yeah, I mean, only for the one for the one uh for the one movie, thank which, goodness. Which I will add
0: is an incredible feat to be brought into the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise and then them to be like, we cannot bring Little Bow Wow back.
1: Well, this th- this is also part of what makes Tokyo Drift great is that it is like it's the only Fast and the Furious movie that is just a complete one-off. It's totally detached from the it's, rest of the now, franchise. Now, they eventually with the like with with the recent films starting with I think the sixth one, they they rope Tokyo Drift back into the fold. Oh, thank God! So that so that like they can join up a bunch of these different. Yeah, because isn't the
0: guy who never stops eating? Because Han is to...
1: in a, a, a few of them. Yeah. Okay, do you not
0: feel like at some point somebody involved in the franchise had to have heard you discussing <laughs> Han as a character, and they were like, "We got to get that actor and bring him
1: back for I, these movies." I think that Han is the lone bright is the lone bright spot as far as the characters go yes he's, he, he is the most fun most interesting character in the movie he's also the best acted character in the movie yeah I think. yeah he's like his cocky
0: the whole persona yes yeah, it's because it it's, it's also i feel like that guy on the set was like everyone here sucks except me
1: yeah yeah and so i think it was a natural kind of like fit for them to be like you know this han guy i think we got something there God, the rest of the movie snacking looks so fucking cool the man. rest of the movie not so much but definitely let's bring that han guy back in yeah and they did huh got to love that uh okay one of my i'd say
0: in my top 3 for sure i'm going to say it's my number 2 right now mortal combat is one that for whatever reason it stuck with me like a bad cold <laughs> and I've watched it maybe 20 times in my life as a result, over the course of like 20 years, of course. Since I was a small child, I love for, for Mortal Kombat as a video game. Fantastic. Great shit. Everybody played that as a kid. Fun game. Mortal Kombat as a movie. One of the stupidest things <laughs> ever made, ever. Bar no- like, it's so fucking... Unbelievably bad. This is the perfect example of how a video game turned into the big screen can go horribly wrong. And yet there's something endearing about it. It's like it's <laughs> the word it's like it's such a bad attempt that you feel bad for everyone involved and sort of like it's like like a lost puppy. You want to help it,
1: Yeah. I think what the what the Mortal Kombat movie did well was they they translated video game characters to screen. Well it, that They did Directly. that part well Yeah I mean sure Like Johnny Cash Looks tight he Sonya does. is hot True Liu Kang looks like Liu Kang true. Okay true That's fair cool. Kano's red eyes Pretty dope looking In the movie Like they, The bad they, guys are real tight They nailed some of that stuff Scorpion and Sub-Zero Dude Like that, The scene in the forest Very very cool Get over here Raiden all, I mean like They, they kind of got All these ga- <laughs> They got all the Characters right the the acting I don't even know I, it's <laughs> the been, acting is awful. It's been a while since I've seen it, bro. It's I, like they cast a bunch of people from Lifetime. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. And that that's one where I'm curious. Like the writing, the story, it's probably not very good. But this, but that's one where I it's definitely just like bad acting all the way around. Yes,
0: but but it does translate into a relatively entertaining movie for me in particular. And this one might be specific to me, but it's 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 one of my favorite bad. Good movies that I really really like Because it's so stupid Uh, It has begun (laughs) You know there's one that I'll say Is in this sort of same category That I don't think Translates to a good movie It's bad only Street Fighter Did you ever watch that? Very long ago I I can't say anything about it Something about it was like This is weird Yeah. It just felt weird I never went back to it It was weird yeah, But Mortal Kombat, I'm all over that The fucking theme song <laughs> Dude, if, you, if you've never worked out To the Mortal Kombat theme song You've never worked out Period, man Give me another one
1: Number two on my list is another movie That we've talked about It is Haggard Oh god, yeah That didn't even count for me, it's just good I, see, it is an objectively bad movie. That's fair. Okay. Never nothing, you're, you're right. No, nothing you're right. about it is good. You're right. Never mind. Literally nothing. It's everything is bad. One of the central plot points is that a main character gets a tattoo of a rhino on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> One of the central plot points is that a guy's trying to uh, save up Freon <laughs> to get a
0: diamond encrusted bicycle. <laughs> it happens.
1: He really does it. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, motherfucking diamonds. Mother, Mother, no, motherfucking, motherfucking Freon. I mean, motherfucking, motherfucking diamonds, diamonds for, for me. me. Uh, Brand Amillo, uh calling in <laughs> to the to the CD store. <laughs> hey, you got the new Nokia? Album. <laughs> well, I heard the title track beat off to the tune of my drum, and I'll come <laughs> in your back door and in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, like nothing. <laughs> Dude, I it's, mean, like, it's the
0: dumbest thing ever written, ever. Every, yeah, it's, ever. It's
1: and yet, oh my god, it's one of the it's one of the funniest, most enjoyable right. future
0: films of all time. I'll share y'all a little. This is a little dark secret about me. Uh, the first time I ever saw Haggard, I was so drugged out of my mind that I don't remember seeing the film. Now that is neither here nor there, because all that is to say, I watched it with my buddies who couldn't shut up about it afterward and i was like damn it i don't remember i had to go back and watch it again it's all the cky uh jackass guys right it's bam margera and his squad that made this movie and it's it's the stupidest fucking thing anyone's ever written and it's made in like such a carefree like yeah. sort of like fuck it way that it somehow works yeah and then when it's over you're like that was one of the most fun things I've ever watched yep. Like it's so fucking stupid But it's incredible And it becomes quotable Some of the quotes that we've said for years I don't even know what they mean Because <laughs> they don't mean anything because they're gibberish <laughs> But they're hysterical God what a ridiculous movie What else Rake, yawn. Rake Yawn Yeah uh, Anaconda is one of mine. Okay, that's a so I was, when I when I see it on TV, I have to stop and watch
1: it. Yeah, I, I did some. So the reason my list is only five is because I sat there and I was like, I just want to think about movies that I can come up with off the dome. Yes. that mean a lot to me because they're bad. Right. And I, but I still enjoy them. And so I got about five plus my two honorable mentions. Sure. But sure. I, after I put these down, I did go look at like some lists. And Anaconda is one that that is it a frequent that, that's appear? on one of the lists. And like, talk about a great trailer alone. Oh my god! I don't know why John Voight is talking in that weird like half Russian, half Cajun accent. but yeah. it's a- awesome. J Lo before J Lo was a superstar. Yes, looking mighty fine. Oh, by the way, before
0: any work could tarnish it, not that she's she's st- she's one of the best looking. Older female celebrities. Oh, absolutely. Maybe ever. Yeah. Like in terms of preservation, it's sort of starting to freak me out. Well, it's the HGH and Alex Rodriguez and all that, but whatever. Mm.
1: Allegedly. Balco. Allegedly. Balco. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. So, yeah, that's that That one's not surprising Allegedly. Um, that it's on your list. By the way, also on this list, have you ever heard of a... Not on my list, but about on one of these lists that I pulled up. Have you ever heard of a movie called The Garbage Pale Kids? No. I, I, I just... I, We don't need to talk about it. I just encourage you to go watch the trailer for The Garbage Pail Kids. Okay. Okay. And then try not to have nightmares after you watch it. I will. I will. (laughs) This Uh, was supposed to be a kid's movie, by the way. You
0: know one that came up in pop culture more recently? uh, The Room, that we actually brought up recently, too, is largely considered to be one of these best, worst movies ever made. Right. In some cases, people consider it to be the best, worst movie ever made. Um, I feel like it's my over-the-top for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. one day I'll make a movie about the making of Over the Top. So I've
1: seen The Disaster Artist, but I did—I've never actually seen The Room. Me too. I've seen The Disaster Artist. It was very, very good, hilarious. By the way, if it. you've never—you don't need to see The Room for The Disaster Artist to be extremely you, entertaining. No, no, no. Funny. As both of, neither of us had. Yeah. Um, I would like to watch The Room at some point, though,
0: and it certainly is deserving of mention here. One of my other favorites. Well,
1: fuck it. Uh, pretty much every Nicolas Cage movie is is one of mine. I almost put Nick Cage on here. Just as like an entry unto himself. Yeah, he he is though because the Nick K- is. the Nick Cage like supercuts on YouTube. Oh, of just all of his insanity the, from the all Wicker of his Man. great bad movies. Yes, like those are the almost bees. not the bees. <laughs> they're like a category just by themselves, uh, and and yeah, all of his almost every movie in his. You know, in catalog. his yeah, in his catalog is uh, in his filmography. I mean, even the good here. ones, like even the well-made ones, like
0: Lord of War, which is a well-done movie. It's terrible because of him. National Treasure. It's also very good because of him. It's t- he. It's like he ruins and makes a movie at the same time. Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage. He's like one step. By the way, the the he was almost there, man. He almost did what our boy Neo is currently doing. He almost ascended from the ashes of like 90s pop culture and became this Mm. golden god of, of U.S., uh, like in Hollywood or whatever. He didn't quite make it when he lost all his money and people found out he had like a golden toilet and shit. It just got kind of weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, uh, Neo,
1: help me out. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, I'm just gonna keep calling him Neo. Well, funny that you mentioned Funny that you mentioned that because I, I was recently. Did I mention Keanu? Yeah, because, uh, Nicolas Cage passed Nicolas. on uh, on Neo. Oh wow, that is fascinating. That would have been wow.
0: The, f- I, okay, I can see it. I don't think he could bend backwards like that though.
1: Now, the, uh, the other, the big one that passed on Neo that was offered the role first and that, like, sat down with the Wachowski brothers, who are now the Wachowski sisters, I believe. Okay. Either both of them transitioned or, or only one. one of them, I can't remember, but uh, was Will Smith. Holy frick. Yeah. Black Neo. hmm And then if that, they would have made Morpheus White, apparently, and it would have been Val Kilmer. <laughs> it's like too much black. They needed one. They, they wanted need, like a black and they wanted like the a black the, and white. Yeah, dynamic. The, the, I get the, yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying racial jokes are great. Everybody loves a good racial joke. <laughs> Racially charged humor <laughs> is what America is all about, baby. But yeah, The Wicker Man is, is the is the premier bad Nicolas Cage movie. There are plenty of others to choose from. And then like Con Air is I mean, Con Air is a good bad
1: movie it's uh, a good bad movie yeah another con air it came across my mind and i thought I, con air is like too good to put on here it's for me but if the further we
0: get from it was it, it was when we were kids five years ten years removed even just a good movie yeah 20 years removed now it's bad if it didn't age like at all if you go watch it That's you're true. like holy fuck this is so terrible Put the money in the box or the basket, whatever the fuck he says. So now I'm mixing uh, Con Air and Silence of the Lambs, which is not a good sign. It just can't be
1: good. So good segue to my number three, though, because this is also a movie. You're only on three. Is is of such an era, and it's like it's kind of like it's my it's my it's kind of a, in the over the top era, except for more of an action movie. It's Jean Claude Van Damme in Hard Target. Oh, wow. This is a trash 80s action movie where, by the way, some of these, uh, this was actually John Wu's American debut as well. And uh, man, it is very, very violent. Jean-Claude Van Damme rocks one of the all-time great mullets. And Wilford Brimley plays an unintelligible Cajun man. In, like, the final epic showdown between Jean Claude Van Damme. I'm sorry, did you say Wilfred Brimley? Wilfred Brimley, yes. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you know he has diabetes? <laughs> That's I've heard about that. Sometimes yeah. it causes him to be short with his wife. <laughs> Is that I'm from not, Family Guy? I'm not going to do it again. But yeah, it's from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People um, tweet that at me a lot. Just
1: now. R- really, just a very, very classic, classic 80s B film, 80s, like, action B film. Yeah. And all these, man, all these guys, Nick Cage and, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sylvester Stallone. Like, this was what they kind of practiced in. It's like these bad 80s action movies. Yes. You know what I mean? They all made so many of them. Yeah. And so it's just one that, like, stands out to me because of how absurd it is. And they don't really, like... I don't know. John Wick is almost like the modern day interpretation of Hard Target, where almost nothing really matters except for the action in the, the movie. badassness of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it
0: really, literally is. Can you pull this off with swag, right? Yeah, and yes. and style and substance because there's it's just about the action.
1: I do believe that there. I do believe that the underlying plot in Hard Target though is that people are playing or are hunting the most dangerous game. The most dangerous game. There's like a ring of people that are hunting people. Okay, like like. Stealing and abducting people. people and then making them run and then hunting them. Yeah. People hunting people. Yes. Yeah. What uh, else you You just reminded me of a movie. Well, first of all. Um, That's 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. So ticking up towards almost just a regular movie, not even a bad movie.
0: Who the hell did I hit?
1: <laughs> the
0: one that, that you just reminded me of, though, is called Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And it doesn't classify as a good, bad movie. It's just bad. Um, but there's a scene in it that was so horrid that at one point I wrote a whole breakdown of it back in the day. Uh, this man uses a frisbee that he carries in a satchel as a weapon. At one point, oh, did you actually watch that movie? I've only ever seen like the, the infamous YouTube clips. That's of it. what. That's all I've seen is okay. the infamous YouTube clips, and they're un.
1: Yeah, like a frisbee has, like, knives on it and, like, chops somebody's head off. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's just next-level stupid, and I love it so, so much. It came out in the year of my birth as well, uh, 1987. Any, any more good, bad, best, worst movies you yeah, want to work I, in here? I
1: got one more to just... Br- I'll, I'll, I'll quickly go through these. The other one on my list, I, I mentioned over the top at number five. Uh-huh. My number four is Starship Troopers, which actually has 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. So again, like kind of edging into the territory of, I guess actually the critics ah. didn't hate that movie, but that one stands out in my mind as like, I it was one of the first movies I ever saw that had like over the top violence yeah. and, nu- and gratuitous nudity and a really, really dumb plot about <laughs> like alien bugs infiltrating, you know, going to war with alien bugs. Basically, it was a ridiculous. And So it stands film. out in my mind because it was, ba- you know, it was the first time at twelve years old or th- whatever that I snuck into the movie theater and watched a rated R movie that was not that good, but had tits and you know, dope guns, blood and, and exploding and bug guts and. and bug guts. Yeah. Uh, my honorable guns. mentions. Too fast, too furious. Because you know I had to include another one here. That movie I figured you'd get at least. That more movie in there. is it's not on my actual list because it's actually it's for the most part it's not very good. Like Tokyo Drift is not very good, but also super enjoyable. Right. The only part of Too Fast and Too Furious that stands out to me as like enjoyable is when Tyrese says, "And like I said, we hungry." Right. Right. And then my other honorable mention. Is the all-time greatest cable movie, and it's Mark Wahlberg in Shooter. Ooh, and again, it's Whoa. not actually a bad movie. It's actually it's it's a oh pre- that hurts. It's a pretty good. Yeah, that doesn't classify. Play. That doesn't classify. That's for me. Wh- and that's why I didn't put it on on my actual okay. list. But
0: I did want it to mention edges it. edges near because- it. Sure, it edges near it because it's the plot is so fucking dumb. Yeah, it edges near that, but with military stuff, I'm so. Uneducated, uh, that I can make myself believe that that was plausible. You know sure. what I'm Oh saying? yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I yeah, can yeah. talk myself. I can suspend disbelief enough, but that's because I'm an ignorant boob. I feel like anybody watching that with, with like any type of military experience is like, oh, for the love of fucking. Nah, God. I'm sold.
1: I'm sold. I no that shit's real. One hundred percent possible. That is yeah. exactly how shit goes down, isn't it? But I do. I, I Shooter is a is a fantastic movie. Shooter and borders up to that line. I, I do. I like a lot of Shooter. I like a lot. I'm thinking of the scenes in my
0: head now. I'm reliving it. Hey, Kate Mara. Wahlberg, Break Breakout Kate Mara role, w- too. Wahlberg's a fucking weirdo, dude. <laughs> he is, dude. I had to unfollow him on Instagram. I couldn't take it anymore. He never puts a shirt on. He won't stop talking about supplements. It's hell. He's like, what's up? It's Marky Mark. He's like overly sexual all the time. Even to the camera on Instagram, you're like, Marky Mark, turn off the charm. Dude, I'm over here trying to live an unaroused life.
1: I don't really follow
0: any actors on social media. It's well, because it ruins them for you, frankly. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it really does. It's tough. I found this the hard way through following every single Game of Thrones actor during mm. the the Game of Thrones
1: era. Yeah, I only follow Amelia Clark. Oh uh, no, I guess I follow Sophie Turner. Too.
0: Man, it got bad. Pillow, pillow, pillow. As I'll call him, Pillow, uh, the worst character to ever be added to maybe any show ever. <laughs> pillow was the thing that really killed me. He was the last actor. <laughs> the, pillow, the, like it was like the last samurai. One day they'll make a movie about how Pillow was the last person, the last actor I ever followed. Followed on Instagram Because he fucking ruined himself for me
1: You want to move on from the best Let's move on What What are we talking about next That was
0: quite the list First we're going to talk about a sponsor This episode of OCC is also brought to you by Burrow When you're looking for new furniture There's a lot to consider Like how you're going to get in the door Or up the stairs Or how you'll inevitably have to move it But thanks to Burrow You don't have to stress about any of that Burrow makes simple, adaptable, easy-to-move furniture that can be assembled and disassembled in just a few minutes. Plus, it ships to your door fast and free. I have their original armchair with an ottoman. The options that I chose, personalizing my Baller armchair, were the color beige. I got dark wood. I got low arms, as Barrett points out often and loudly. I'm a low arm boy. You're, yeah, hmm. and uh, it was You're incredibly. I am. Armor. It was incredibly easy to assemble, even for a mechanically. Uh, idiotic human like me and it seriously is the number one seating option in my living room now not just for me but for also my dogs Bruce and Bella fight over who gets to sit on the living room throne every single day Burrow's clever design means it's easy to set up, easy to move, easy to add or remove seats as needed. Their sofas feature naturally scratch and stain-resistant fabric if you've got kids or pets, sturdy hardwood frames, and soft, non-toxic foam cushions. There's even a built-in USB charger. Burrow's totally customizable. You can pick one of five fabric colors, three-leg finishes, two armrest styles, any length, and you can even add a Chase uh, lounge or an ottoman. Plus, they just launched... The Nomad Leather Collection, featuring their same convenient design, now with the option of top-grain Italian leather upholstery at Burrow. One-week shipping is always free, and they stand by their furniture with a risk-free 30-day return period. Give your living room the upgrade it deserves, Clam Fam. Get yourself a Burrow sofa. $75 off is what they're offering you Just for listening to this podcast $75 off a new sofa Free one week shipping Visit burrow.com slash clams That's b-u-r-r-o-w dot com Slash clams for 75 bucks off a new sofa Today Let's talk big little lies, baby Okay, BLL Season 2, episode 4 The Slap Heard Round the World just kidding. It let's, uh, titled, let, before we know. just
1: say anything, let's just give credit where it's due. You've been calling this the piece of plot development since the very beginning. I appreciate that. Yeah. I I
0: received some credit on Twitter. It's rare that I say something spot on and then later get acknowledgement. And and I felt better about myself today all day
1: today as a result that's good that's good so I, was getting, you, I was getting i was getting dragged for not knowing what witcher was so i'm glad that you were I was glad that you were having the opposite experience people were praising me <laughs> that's good that's for
0: good. seeing that mary louise was going to try to take max and Josh away from celeste while they were crucifying
1: you for being yeah. an anti witch boy here's what i want to say about big little lies if the, i by the way i loved this episode yeah meryl streep they, they, she deserves every oscar and every nomination and award that she's ever gotten Accolade. because she just dominates the screen whenever she's on it. Like yes. it's like it, it, it's pretty it's just incredible. She's very overpowering. She's overpowering. She she is a commanding presence and it oozes out of her pores Even, and when she walks into the pumpkin party Oh man. Like is she just like owning every single other woman in that room and it's pretty it's it's, it's just it's fun to see because these are actors portraying people that they are not, and yet all of these women are crushing it, and Meryl Streep just brings it up a notch, brings it to a new level, and I'm loving it. Her ability... Her... I guess that difference in presence between her and those girls
0: is so impressive because those girls are so impressive, too.
1: This... Yeah, and this is like... it doesn't always happen like this. Sometimes the Lakers put together Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant, and it's like and and are predicted to win the championship. They're on the covers. And it's a, yeah, and it's a colossal, colossal disaster, disaster and failure. And other times, the Golden State Warriors add Kevin Durant to a seventy-two win team, and it goes exactly how you thought it would, and they're the most unstoppable force the NBA has ever seen. At least for two. Like this is yeah, th- this is that. Yes. Mer- adding Meryl Streep. Just brought it all up Was supposed to be like Holy shit How could this How could this show Full of movie stars Get even better And then they added Meryl Streep And guess what It got better With the well, addition of Meryl Streep What's What's interesting about that To me is that It's almost like They were like Okay what we need
0: For next season Because the question was What the hell do we do from here Yeah I, I mean yeah. there was nowhere to go And it's like They sat down and figured What we need is a new character Now who's the most Compelling possible person We could bring in To play that character And then they and obviously, I mean, this just it all it all fell together perfectly with the girls being involved, inspiring Meryl to come aboard and uh, and be a part of it and just crush this role. So, yeah, I guess the thing to keep in mind about Mary Louise as we watch her spiral into a much more villainous role here, trying to take away the boys from from Celeste, she has buried both her boys, right? She's buried both her, of her own sons, which is a big. Driving force behind why she's trying to take these kids It's not just about Securing Perry's Legacy sort of or defending Him as a the, the, As her late child It's about she is Alone in the world now And she I don't I think she and a part of her really doesn't Think Celeste is fit To care for the boys alone I mean it's like she never respected Celeste it was just Perry that she respected. Now that Perry's out of the picture, she thinks she has more right to those boys than even Perry,
1: than their own mother. If we're being completely honest, all of the, the the evidence against Celeste at the current moment in time is a little damning. Yeah. Oh, it's no, it's very damning. I mean, I mean she should absolutely have her children taken away from her. She's been awful. I, I I don't know that that it's gone that far, but there are but there are certainly the pieces in play to be able to say that to make a case to make the case. I mean, well, and here's my, let me, before anybody roasts me or freaks out,
0: uh, I think she's being drugged in some fashion or something. Mm. Her whole demeanor now, like her, she's just like, so let's, let's talk about the case that Mary Louise has against Celeste that she's out of control. She's unhinged, right? Because of what her rage, she slapped her, her stockpile of pills, but, for me, the number one thing we're seeing now Especially this most recent episode But if you even go back and watch episode 2 or 3 You'll see it It's the drugged out, glossed over stare mm-hmm. That she has on constantly Her eyes are different Because they're glossed over And she, it's like she's not really there And all that's going to be really tough to overcome In a custody case when you add it up Now, the one thing I'll say for Celeste is this Is, this, is, this, is like Mary Louise like documenting this shit somehow? Because she needs proof. She can't just walk into court and be like, oh, she slapped me. And also, uh, she's been a bad mother and she's taken all these pills. Like, you need proof. You, can, you can't you can just say anything you want.
1: Yeah. I don't know how all that works. That's a good question. I don't know how it works you, I guess you, we you might think- find out. Yeah. hmm But, damn. Yeah. Uh, the scene
0: where Celeste pulls Mary Louise aside and tries to explain to her how Fucked up it is to move in with her uh, son's rape or n- not move in with, but in the same yes, complex right. as Next her to. son's rape victim. Uh, that results in the slap was, I mean, you saw it coming. From <laughs> there was going to be a physical exchange. There you saw you the way it just built properly. Mm-hmm. And man, I was ready for it. I, I, I felt it felt good. It
1: felt good to finally get something out of Celeste. Sure, sure. Uh, but, other than but, just like, uh, but Mary Louise also like. Takes it like a champ Oh my god Dude the way she takes it Is what makes so, The whole scene yeah. It's like her yeah, The
0: slap is powerful Don't even phase her man And then she's like Yes <laughs> It's almost like She's like Yeah let yeah, the hate Exactly flow Exa- Yes Absolutely she's fucking nuts But what I'm saying is Fine She's got all the stuffs How's she gonna present it How's she gonna show That Celeste can't Be in charge Of these boys anymore I don't know That part's gonna get fucking crazy let's talk about renata's bankruptcy hearing quickly um great uh, just
1: by the I, renata is is amazing I think she's the best character on the show right I, now. And as the resident fashion head here, the way that they style her is incredible. Oh my god! I love that her, her black kind of leopard sweater for Halloween is a Gucci sweater. Bro, I'm not like a big enough fashion head to appreciate women's fashion that often. And in this case, I'm like, damn. It dude. just what I, I it makes so much sense because a lot of times you like you see all this high end garb in like Neiman Marcus or or wherever, and on the runway, and you're like. Who the hell is wearing all this? Yeah. And it's Renata. It's just Renata. It's Renata Klein and all the and women of her ilk, you know what I mean? Indeed. But it's like it's super high, it's powerful, wealthy women where like spending like $5,000 at a time on clothing is a drop in the bucket, it's nothing. Right. And it's awesome to watch her roll around in it and I mean she just like she wears it incredibly well and I love watching her do it, especially yeah. as
0: it's all about to be taken away. Yes. It just makes it even more Painful, yeah, and crazy. I mean, indeed, dude, her having to give over the wedding ring is—that's like everybody's nightmare, right? That's like the last thing you would give up if you had to. If you had to give up everything, it's right. the last thing you would sell or whatever, or at least for most people. For some people, it's higher up on the list. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, that dude, she's just—I think she's been the best character of the season. That's that's all of her. Shit that she's going through right now, to me, is the most compelling storyline, even over uh, whatever the fuck Mary Louise is doing. Obviously, I think yeah. Mary Louise is take that from Yeah, I mean, Mary, Mary, Louie,
1: her. Mary Louise has been, like, a force. She's but, building. But Renata has been, like, the best utility player.
0: Yeah. Of, you know what I and mean? It, well, things spiraled for her so quickly. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, things are normal. You're in the friend group now. Oh, maybe one of your friends killed somebody, but that's not that big of a deal. Oh, my God, your
1: life is gone. I, I also... I- the '70s disco party was incredible. Hell yeah, dude! You knew it was going to be. You did. You did, um, dude. Whoever does these really, parties
0: for their show, we need to throw a party and hire that person to actually plan that bitch for us. Well, they, the, they got to the, be the, the fun bad.
1: part. Is as uh, as also somebody that really really likes to dress up in costume. Like everybody has clearly, it, the costumes are at a level which is not achievable unless you're on a Hollywood HBO set with the budget. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> and they they're just i don't know watching you got to actually buy that shit yeah and it got and it fits everybody perfectly and the makeup and the wigs are all done i mean it was just really that's that was a lot thing. of fun to that's see that's the biggest thing the makeup and the wigs
0: are professionally done to a hollywood yes. a like you know 100 million dollar budget movie level
1: but i was just like damn this party looks it's sick cool as shit like <laughs> yeah. you, every
0: party you see in this show you're like fuck, I wish I could be there, even though I know somebody might die. <laughs> like, you really do wish you were there. Uh, last thing, Bonnie's mother having these visions of, like, water again. Her she, drowning. Yeah. And she has a stroke and collapses, and she... she Yeah, Bonnie suspended, lifeless in the water. I don't know what the hell is going on with the mom. Well,
1: I'm not a huge fan of the character. So, the this episode was titled, She Knows. Uh-huh. And I think that that was... I, I think that that could apply to three different characters i think bonnie's mom is one of them sure i think the uh the police officer or the the investigator the the detective indeed. that is is following them around could be one indeed and i think that mary louise could be one ah uh, yeah they all quote unquote no they could know yeah they know something yes and so you know that's that's kind of uh that's what i think the the episode title was about and i think that that's kind of what that that i don't I don't have a, a, a great explanation for the whole like drowning thing, but I think like it's essentially saying that the weight of the lie on Bonnie's conscious is, yeah, is
0: drowning her. I think uh, her mom knows. We it. end up actually seeing that vision
1: come to pass. Yeah, yeah. That's that. You got those vibes that like. It's an interesting element to bring into the show, actually. It is. But Bonnie's mom see- does seem to have some type of kind of sixth senses.
0: Yeah. Sense like low. at one point when she's reaching to touch Bonnie and Bonnie kind of recoils, mm-hmm. it's almost as if Bonnie's like, I don't want to deal with the consequences of what you're trying to do, which yeah, means yeah, yeah. that there is a real power there or whatever. So
1: It's like when Snape is doing that thing to Harry. Right.
0: The, uh, I'm not going to remember what it's called. Uh, nobody would. Yeah. Uh, well, Taylor might, yeah, but Taylor I, don't. Probably I don't. I don't. I don't. But yes, no, I, all in all. I thought it was another. It was a better than the week before for sure for me. Um, the that, week before yes. was great for me, but you didn't like it as much as I did, and it was still better than the week before. A for clemency. Me. They're building. So, ah, okay, thank That's you. That's what Snape does, to Harry. There you go, hairy heads. They're uh, they're building. I'm loving it. We're like what? We're halfway through almost, and who knows what's to come? Euphoria. We got a new episode this most recent Sunday, Barrett. Another wild one, believe it or not. We are n- not talking about euphoria. I know that. I know that. We are withholding our discussion (laughs) until next week's OCC so that we can discuss episode three and four of Euphoria's debut season. So if you've been lagging behind or you needed some extra...
1: I have been lagging behind. If you need an extra nudge... This is on me. But also we got other stuff to talk about. Well,
0: that's... No, yeah. I mean, this is... The point being, if you've needed an extra nudge to start Euphoria to give the new show a shot, here's your chance. We're going to be talking about episodes three and four next week. So watch one through four and come in next week ready to discuss. Outside of that, we got Dark today. Episodes one and two. Barrett, what the hell? What the hell is happening? Every episode of the show ends and I'm like, I'm,
1: I'm, this, this my is, brain. If we convinced you to watch Dark and you just blasted through the first season and are now into the second season, I'm very jealous of you because you kind of need to see this all in one go. Because my God, after having waited a year or whatever, it's It's hard to remember everything that happened. I can't remember shit. It's hard, man. Connecting all of these characters who are, lots of them are in multiple timelines. All of them are. As different ages of themselves. Yes, dude. And I'm watching this show, and let me just say, I really, really like this show. It's It's enjoyable even though I don't really know what's going on. Yes. I'm not sure why. It's just, it's it's interesting. It's well shot. I like listening to the German. Like, yeah. It's, the, it's well written. I know that something interesting and mysterious is going on. Yes. But that's about it. <laughs> but that's about, that's it. about it. I know nuclear uh, waste of some kind yeah. is involved, the radiation I, of some kind. I need, like, what I would like to happen in this show is, like, every five minutes or so, The show pauses and like somebody pops up on screen and it's like, okay. So what you just saw there was that one person from this scene. Remember last year when they did this and then then it pops up next to them. And it's like, and then they did that. And then you're supposed to remember this about them because they were also involved with the company that was doing the radiation at the power plant thing. Right. And then like also a person and all of their motivations listed out on a note every front. single time that they change timelines. I would like for that little like James Bond uh, spy ticker to come up where it's like, okay, boop, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. yeah, 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 yeah. And it says the like or whatever. The transitional music, yeah. yeah. Well, and like in it, in the letters pop up on the screen telling oh, oh, where yes, they yes, are. Yes, 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 yeah. okay. That, I need that to come up and like do the year in the bottom right hand corner okay. or something. Yeah, that would that would help. That would also help. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Here's, here's the one big question. This is the biggest question that I have. I, I think that there are three options for what can happen here. Okay. There is Noah and Adam who are trying to let the apocalypse happen. Right. I don't know what that entails.
0: I don't either, and I'm, I'm still not clear on why they're trying to get the apocalypse to happen. I
1: don't either. Yeah, it I, just seemed I evil. I think that the apocalypse, though, is different than letting the 33-year cycle keep continuing and rolling over and just re- and reoccurring and reoccurring. Ah, okay. Yeah? That would make sense, yes. I think that is what some of our time-traveling citizens are attempting to do. Like, I think Claudia, the old woman... Yeah, who's also a young girl. Who's also the middle-aged woman. Well, uh, yeah. I think she just wants to put everything in place... So that the 33-year cycle just keeps refreshing itself. Interesting. And then I think Jonas wants to put a stop to the whole thing. Right. But I don't know what that means either. I don't know if that means like... Does, does that mean like Vinden stops existing? That's what I'm... Yeah, that's where I'm at does, now. If he stops this cycle, does
0: everything Does cease everything to just exist? cease to
1: exist? At least in this Timeline. space. Yeah, reality. Because I don't think that this... This doesn't seem. This seems to be happening in like a vacuum in right? Winden. I don't, don't think this applies don't you, worldwide. Don't you get the feeling this
0: is a lost esque type of uh, scenario? Like we're not going to have influence from outside forces. It's this is Winden as an individual weirdo town yes. that has all this crazy shit about it and these crazy timelines. And yes. All
1: yes. Okay. But what I'm what I'm having trouble grasping right now is what what are all what are the options for continuing or ending this time lo- this time warp this wormhole this cycle this whole thing.
0: Right. I uh, honestly like dude, I've hit the point where at the end of 2 I was like I need to go back uh and rewatch 1 and 2 together after reading like a season 1 recap in totality <laughs> because there mm-hmm. are too many characters there aren't too many characters There are too many characters in too many different timelines Which gives you double the, or triple in some cases The amount of characters to deal with Because if you don't remember which ones match up with which faces And they do a pretty good job Of shooting it in a way that usually wears you, you off yep. mm-hmm. As to who you're watching But it can be difficult the first couple episodes of a se- Of a new season after a year and a half break or whatever So if you're one of the people who's like I just don't know what's happening like me um, you, we need to go back and rewatch and give it an ap- actual opportunity to make full sense because it's. I don't think it's going to get less complicated if you going forward.
1: If you think you know what is going on through two through two episodes, though, and you have some idea of what the various options are for either continuing the cycle, ending it, or starting the apocalypse, please tweet at me or DM me or something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we would like further explanation as to how that works as
0: well. I, I, I for the record. It is not easy to pull off a show where it is okay that your audience doesn't fully understand everything that's happening. I'll give you an example of when this can go horribly, horribly wrong. Um, the man in the high tower mm. on Amazon. it it just didn't it just, it just doesn't hit. Something doesn't click. You don't know what the fuck is happening or why, and it just doesn't really work. In this show, in dark, when things aren't working, it's not only that I have hope that eventually I will understand what the hell is going on. It's also just done in an incredibly interesting and entertaining way. So that I'm always like, damn, this is tight. It's it's hitting all the receptors that my brain needs hit hit to feel happy and entertained. It's well made, well written. It's in another language. Like you said,
1: I like hearing the German language. You're, you're, you just hit the nail on the head for me, though. It's just like it's hitting the, re- the right receptors, even though it's not exactly coherent to me at the moment. Right. Which is really, it's really Hard funny. To do. It's like, you know, if if somebody's just like messing with your brain, they could probably like, you know, like tap on the synapses <laughs> to to make you feel like you were watching a good TV show. Yeah. That's, that's basically what Dark is doing to me, <laughs> yeah. But you don't actually know. <laughs> but what, I don't actually, If yeah. somebody
0: was like, hey, Bear, what's Dark about? You'd be like, I don't know. And I'm not really sure, but it's fucking fantastic.
1: I, d- I keep hearing the, uh, Darker Stranger Things regurgitated, uh-huh. and it's starting to annoy me because it's just not anywhere close. to- I thought to... we shut that down. We already. did, we did. But then I heard it again. It's, it's like, still happening. Yeah, there's no time travel in Stranger Things. It's man. not
0: German Stranger Things. It's it's just not.
1: It's just fucking not. Time travel is very. This is just uh, time travel is difficult. It's oh. very difficult oh to my. pull off. Oh my god! You know, there's a because reason. in the in, in the end, it's never really possible to explain it right in a way that can be graphs or make sense that was, that was what was so great about back to the future they
0: said how can we make this make sense and they made a car and <laughs> that was the device that you traveled through time with and even it it's just it is a very tough
1: thing to sell yeah to an audience but and they're the, doing and, it successfully on Dark. And this is a show that clearly is like going deep with like the various mechanics of how and what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm, so. f- I'm stoked to get deeper. And Taylor's going on a girl's trip, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a lot of time this next few days to crush season one of Dark. Um, and hopefully, like I said, get to rewatch one and two and have a better understanding by the time we come back next week and talk even more about Dark. And as I said, also we're going to be talking about Euphoria. So if you have not
1: caught up, episodes one through four of Euphoria will be discussed next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. There's if I, I, unless we have another, I think we can probably cover all three of those shows next week. We'll do a couple more of Dark Euphoria and Big Little Lies, but. You know, there's a chance that, that something gets pushed. I think definitely... You can always push stuff, Definitely to. next week, though, Big Little Lies, and we'll be all caught up on you we
0: got it. all the time in the world, yeah. dog.
1: And that will do it for today's episode of OCC.
0: Huge thanks again to our sponsors for supporting the show. Make sure you support them to support us. And if for some reason you don't need the greatest products known to man, which are brought to you by the sponsors of OCC, then you can simply support us by directly going to patreon.com slash oystersclamscockles and directly supporting us there. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, in July, you're getting if you maintain your membership in the Mollusk Militia or you join the Mollusk Militia, you will get four episodes about Stranger Things, the fourth of which will be straight up hotline calls all about Stranger Things driving the entire conversation and at least four columns. There will also be a $5 tier. You'll get those first three episodes, you will not get the hotline calls and you will get two columns, that's half. And then there's tip jar too. If you're like, "I don't want any more content, take some money. I want I want to support the show, but I don't want to listen to you talk anymore." We got a tip jar. Throw us two bucks. Throw us a hundred bucks if you want. We'll take it. We'll use it to grow the show, make things even bigger and better. We always appreciate y'all. Thank you, Clam Fam. Uh, Follow us on social media, Instagram, at OystersClamsCockles, Twitter, at ClamsAndCockles. Facebook.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. I'm Ross Bolin. You can follow me at WRBolin everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at WRBOLEN. You can also find me on the Ross Bolin podcast twice a week, available in all the same places that you find OCC, and also brought to you by Bolin Media. Barrett, work can people follow you and hear more from you?
1: Find me on the various social mediums at Barrett Dudley, Instagram and Twitter specifically. And then uh, check out my other show, The Club Cool Podcast, where we meet at the intersection of style and pop culture. I'm actually just about to record this week's episode right after we're done here. Big Phil's back in the studio with me and uh, going to be talking about uh, about all sorts of stuff. We're, 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 we're style. Last week, we weren't style heavy. This week, we're back to, uh, back to with bread and butter at Club Cool Pod on Instagram if you want to see what we're all about.
0: Get over here.
1: Adios, we're done. That's it. Goodbye. Club Cool, the Ross Polo Podcast. And like I said, we hungry. We hungry. Adios.